Good morning, everybody, and welcome to this week's Vindo with Robert Hollinshead. Uh, good morning to you, Bob. I should say maybe welcome to this first 2024 Vindo with Robert Hollinshead. Shoney, are uh, you telling me? Are you telling me I'm a lazy bum? Is that what you just said? I would never say. I think are you telling me I'm a lazy that. bum? Come on, man, don't do that. You're not supposed to insult your elders. You follow me? So no, we Shoney, got was- a. Yeah, it was one one thing after the other that it always landed on our day to to to, to speak, and I apologize for it. Because believe it or not, a few people said, "What hey, what happened? You get killed? You die? What happened with you?" <laughs> so I was kind of a I was we were just chatting and we were talking about uh, I was saying that there's if somebody wanted to start in our market and our kind of uh, dark side of the moon out here in the hinterlands to look at this one dealer. And if you're one bit after him, you're doing all right. And you said, I got something at scale. That's even better than that. So why don't we just kind of dive into how, well, you take it from here. Shoney, I I appreciate it. Here's the thing. This is not like Christopher Columbus stuff, but I think for a lot of people who, didn't grow up in the auction business and, and like in the lanes and so forth. And, uh, you know, uh, eating and drinking asbestos from the brakes and sucking exhaust fumes all their life. They might not have a, what I think this could actually be useful. And if it's not, it's what I wouldn't be shocked, but it's what I've noticed through the decades of watching who bids and how they do it, what their modus operandi is, and it actually is going to lead us in a conversation why some of these companies are publicly traded are not sustainable models. So it's it, we're um, you know on a on a Thursday for a Friday auction for I'm guessing it's probably 25 years now an army of CarMax uh, buyers would come to the world's largest auto auction, Mannheim PA. And of course, we'd be there getting our slugs getting ready, uh, scribbling on the windows and, you know, doing whatever they're doing, putting the glue in the thing on and all the rest of it, right? Um, Don't forget now, scribbling on the windows was the original condition report. Local one owner knew how car trade, no paintwork, never smoked in, spare never down. So in other words, that's that's a condition report that 100% is guaranteed. If we're a liar, you ain't a buyer, right? So as we're doing this and there are 27 people show up and start going across those 400 acres to uh, do their uh, search and destroy missions, see which ones are good, bad, and different, you know, you, you, you'd be able to watch them. And they were a, a conversation adverse. You know, they're trained not to talk to people, to get relationships, to get in a situation where they may get, you know, in, in trouble with a schmear or something, right? So CarMax is really smart in that regard. They did a phenomenal job training people, became the greatest uh, employment agent it, 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 um, source in the world because they trained people. When they go into a regular dealership, they got discipline that other people never would have. So, and watching how they do it. So touching edges, in other words, for paint, uh, you know, starting a car, uh, checking a rack, uh, you know, doing things that a normal person would do that's actually going to bid on a car, putting it on their list, looking at how that matches their, uh, you know, best end user uh, um, list, and then putting the number down. And and that number is basically the number. This is where this is, becomes kind of an interesting concept. If I were um, in the, I'm not, never have been in the auction buying business, um, uh, how, how you would actually be able to, to cheat, uh, to shortcut. 
every single car that CarMax bids on, they have touched. They're not doing any random buying, right? Every single car they bid on, they have a number that they stop at. You can't push them very frequently. Matter of fact, more frequently than not, we get a thousand or two thousand or three thousand or seven thousand more than what their last number is. And in most cases, they don't get in the fray before it looks like they have a shot at being the last bidder. Does that make sense to you, Shoney? And now their very narrow um, um, category of cars they buy. It's not a broad category. There's, there's, you know, the certain places they the mileage they stop, brands they stop, uh, you know, like years they stop, uh, uh, which is brilliant because they know what they're the best end user for. They're the cars they aim at, and then if a car has challenged history, um, you know, over time they've uh, become a bad vehicle history buyer. In our case, I see it in our statistics. If we sell them, you know, thousands of cars every year, thirty um, percent of them got a bad Carfax. They're not. They're not bad history regressive, and the reason is they touch them. So when it says minor, major, it's the total and absolute, absolute forest to the public, because they don't have any concept that Carfax, whether it's major, minor, minimum, music, whatever, that's a, the biggest brain fart that's ever been exposed to, to the public. But in Car Max's case, they've touched it. They can tell if the quarters replaced or just painted. So whatever minor, major it is, it's different. You understand? If you got an R dot fender, it's different than a painted something scraped and they got it done, you see? So when they're bidding, they're bidding on cars that they've actually extracted the information necessary where they're not screwing nothing up. You see what I'm saying? We had a long standing agreement with them people. If for anything you don't, like with any dealer, if you don't like something that we sold you, you're not allowed to have it. It's illegal for you to own the car. You have to give it back. And we get two or three back a year out of thousands of cars we sell them, right? And I'm happy to take them back because they're buying with confidence and therefore they don't have to be recessive. The point I think I'm making here is, Shawnee, if you were a car buyer and you actually are walking into a lane and they've zoned in on a car, I can also tell you they never pay too much for a car. They never, ever, ever pay too much for a car because they don't buy emotionally. They buy specific to a number. See, our business is based on me buying cars emotionally because if a car's got tits, in other words, it's going to bring more money than one that don't, right? And, and that actually is when you present it to an aggregated market, that's a natural thing that happens. You got something that's really good. It's really going to bring wild money because it really is something when you get it home, the salespeople think you being the buyer is really smart and therefore it's exuding through their eyes to the consumer that they're going to get too much for that car. That's just the way it works. It's not like there's variations to that. The CarMax model doesn't allow it to happen. They occasionally do buy a car that has like tits, but not often. They're buying middle cars that fit their model that they can price that aren't overpriced, that they can guarantee, that they know what it is, and that's what it is. So if you were a buyer and you were buying cars similar to what they buy, all you got to do is bid one more time and you bought a car. And you didn't have to touch it, but I personally would guarantee the car's not junk. It's not something that you would say, oh, my holy Jesus, I can't believe it. It won't smell because they sniff. 
You understand that? They stuck their nose in. If you're on a camera and you're watching or the, the, the auctioneer says CarMax is on the floor, they're in. You have no fear of touching that car again on simulcast. No fear, no fear, no fear, no fear. They've touched it for you. They actually were your buyer. You didn't need to pay a buyer 100 or 250 to go out and buy the car. CarMax did that for you. You just touched it one more time. It cost you less. You see what I'm saying, Tishon? So from my perspective, especially as, you know, uh, we're moving where, I mean, realistically, everything's sold on simulcast. A couple little junks that aren't sold on simulcast, other than the cars that CarMax are standing in the lanes and buying. So if we're selling 88% of our cars on simulcast and 8% on the lane, 4% of those cars are the cars we're selling to CarMax or somebody similar. There, in, in, in our situation in, in Mannheim, Pennsylvania in particular, you know, there's a couple really good, good used car buyers that actually really do go there and do the same thing. The CarMax, they touch cars before they, they bid on them. Um, you know, there's one out in central Pennsylvania. I'm always impressed with their buyers because I won't say their name because I don't want to embarrass anybody or piss anybody off, but we rarely make profit on them, rarely. And the cars they're buying are good cars. They're not bad cars. They're like good cars. That means somebody was able to identify like a something that's pretty good and and not overpay for it uh, that to me is an impressive buyer you, you does that make sense to you sean it, 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 and then i'm going to go to the data side of this right so well, well, just hang on just just hang on for one second before we uh, fire away showing me boy so what so what's the opposite you know of that so not walking the cars and 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 getting into um uh, you know, that's a very interesting thing. There's people filling holes. People have to fill holes. They got to buy X number of cars. So I'm not going to mention names, right? But there's certain people, the entities, whether they're, you know, two car stores or a hundred car stores, they're entities that need to fill holes. You understand? Therefore, they have to buy. They're necessity buyers because they don't have merch and they got to have merch and they're in a lane that sells all the cars. So therefore, you can actually... And at the end of the day, the statistics, the data actually is what I look at. Since there's a number of very large volume dealers, wholesale dealers that use our software, Head Start, I have a bird's eye view, actually an eagle eye view of data that no one else has. Mannheim don't have it, that's for sure. Um, nobody has it. So it's not like something that's up for debate because we actually see where the car came from. In other words, from from... I don't know, a few thousand purchases a week. Um, um, we can see, was it a new car trade? Was it was it a, a private purchase? Was it a, a car that somebody hustled from auction to auction? Do you understand? Uh, these types of information are incredibly invaluable to our fundamental pricing in Galv's market data in AccuTrade. In other words, when we're pricing things, we're pricing them based on specifically the characteristics, the pedigree. Was it an above-ground pool neighborhood? Was it an in-ground pool neighborhood? Or was it a no-pool neighborhood? Dig with no garages. They could be identical cars sitting next to each other. Came off the assembly line, one number apart, even dipped in the same color paint, lived in a different location under different circumstances, and one car brings rocket shot, and the other car brings mud. 
my my question and it really shuts people up immediately how how do you how do you explain the same car going through the same auction the same day and bringing two or three thousand dollars different how, how do you explain that or how do you explain a car that goes from one auction on Tuesday to another auction on Wednesday and bringing two or three or four or eight or ten thousand dollars but same car nothing happened to the car it's the exact same car how 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 exactly would you explain that? You see what I'm saying, Tishon? And if anybody thinks that doesn't happen, mm, their heads where the sun don't shine. You understand? It's it's up a crevice that it, it the brain isn't working. They could have master's degrees in statistics. They just don't understand statistics or the reality of pedigree of a VIN. You see what I'm saying, Tishon? So all of these things like uh, uh, add up, even though they're completely dis disconnected and mumbled in in a way that a non-car dealer would never understand what I'm saying, to why did Varum go out of business? Did they ever touch a car at an auction? They didn't, did they? In other words, their model when they first started in Houston is unbelievable, doing a phenomenal job, founder of a company, doing a great job, building their recon software, the whole thing. In other words, but they're in one little spot. If you think that that scales because you say it scales or because you put an ad on TV, your brain, your brain is stopped. It's not working. You're never going to compete with people with infrastructure in other places that have the ability to understand what they're what they're actually buying. You understand, Sean? In other words, the the pedigree of the car will reveal itself. You could take a zebra and paint it with high gloss black paint. I promise you that zebra, even though it may look like a stallion for five minutes, when the hair grows back, you understand? It's going to be a zebra. You can't hide it. You can't change it. You can't do nothing about it. And, and it's exactly the same thing that happens with cars. Good ones get better, and bad ones get lot rot and melt. You follow me? And when you start to accumulate lot rot cars because you didn't know the pedigree and you did not have a source of, uh, let's call it cars that weren't susceptible to lot rot, you're in a world of poop with a wave coming, brother. And there's no way to spend your way or uh, or, or or talk your way uh, uh, out of that circumstance. These are fundamental, um, basic uh, axioms that will never change. No matter who gets in the automobile business, will never change um, over time. It, it, it's molecular fact, right? You can't change molecules into something different and say that all things are made of something different because you said so. That ain't going to happen. No AI no amount of money is ever going to change that for this exact reason to take the circle back around here, Shawnee. It's why the CarMax model will survive. In other words, they do get to molecular level of understanding what the car is, even though they're not buying the best one. And even though they're never going to pay the most money for the best one, their model is to sell middle of bell curve, priced at bell curve middle. You follow me? In high volume and with a great experience for their customer. Does any of that make sense to you, Shawnee? So as we watch these people going out of business here and up in Washington State, somebody else crumbled because of their model. It was not sustainable. And then, you know, you're watching these, uh, listening to these little things and all these Facebook things. Guys are saying, yeah, the used car dealer's doomed. No, they ain't. No, they, oh, oh, no, they ain't. Oh, no, no, no. I promise you, they ain't. In other words, getting all that 
doofus nonsensical shit in your head that you're we're doomed. This we're this is a dead business. It's only dead if you're dead. It ain't dead if you use your brain. Pay attention. You follow me? Work your balls off, which is fun. It's not work because we love it, right? Uh, uh, and pay attention to the facts of life. You, you follow me? What other people have done, how they've succeeded. In other words, the off-lease only model was phenom- phenomenal. I always had a lot of respect for that cat that started that business because he was always bidding on cars that were bad, but he was buying them to be bad. He wasn't buying bad ones to be good ones. So he was robbing cars and selling them to people with the worst credit in the world, the dumbest stories, 23 divorces, you know, all that. And telling them the cars were wrecked and they loved it because they're driving a BMW for Corolla money. You see, this was a brilliant business model. In my estimation, that off-lease only model CarMax is smart enough that they actually took a page, maybe not the whole page, but took a piece of the page out of their book and started to buy more cars with marginal histories. Does that make sense to you, Sean? Because it's fact. You follow me? If I go back in my records and look at what we've sold them, you know, this many thousand this year, that many thousand this year, and we have the data behind it where we bought the cars from a Lexus dealer, from a Toyota dealer, from a Dodge dealer, oh, a Dodge dealer in the city, different caliber cars, who the, who, who the best end user turned out to be, who was the last bidder, who we sold it to, and then look to see what kind of cars they're actually buying. You see, the CarMax car turned out to be something that is from a good neighborhood with a bad Carfax in many, many cases. That's not randomness. So if that happened once or twice out of 142 cars, that's totally random. That's statistically unreliable bullshit. You understand? But when you see the pattern, just like we do with common problems, we get beat up in arbitration. We look at the VIN. We add that VIN. And when that VIN keeps coming up with the same problem, it becomes a common problem in our pricing tool helping people understand what to pay attention for because it's broke even if it ain't broke yet. It's breaking soon. It's a VIN-specific issue. You you see what I'm saying? It's the same thing with the data-specific issue when you sell enough cars to to random people, and then they're not random anymore because it's tens of thousands of cars. You can sit and sort that information to see exactly what they buy, what they'll pay compared to the market, you then can look at your net profits, whether they're really good or really shitty. And when they're really shitty, I got respect for their buyers and their methodology. You understand that, John? That's different than AUK net data. Car was sold nine different times in nine different auctions, all brought the same different price. And then all of a sudden, somehow that becomes statistically reliable. No, that's, that's statistic mud is what that is. It, and... People who rely on that information, which is everybody that doesn't have our type of information, is now, you know, co-validating everybody else does it. We should do it, too. You all can play with mud. It's true. You can. And if enough people say mud's fine, you might even try to turn that into a brick, I guess. But it's not. Ain't never going to be. You see? In other words, as you dig, as you pay attention... If I'm a car buyer and I'm I'm going to an auction or I'm watching online and I'm seeing somebody else is bidding, you may be stepping on your balls if if it's somebody that's a random buyer, or you may be able to pay attention to someone who has extracted the DNA 
and is not going to pay $50 more, you ain't pushing them that extra 50. It is not happening. You follow me? I'd like to be that last 50. And you definitely are not buying a cigar smoked in, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, rusted out in a trunk hunk of dog poop. You follow me? I promise you that. That's a guarantee. Is that too much bullshit for one day, Shawnee? I'm sorry if it is. Uh, well, it's fascinating bullshit. <laughs> that is one of the best. Only uh, to morons like us that care about our business. You're 100% correct. Yes. That's one of the mm-hmm. best talk tracks. Uh, maybe, I'm not saying we should take the next six weeks off, but that was on fire. No, no, no. I ain't doing it, Sean. Because believe me, <laughs> I, I had to cut myself short because there's a whole bunch more coming behind us. And I don't want to wear everybody, including yourself. I don't want to wear nobody out. Have fun, everybody. Thank you, sir.